top of the top. Thanks for tapping in. Let's go. All right, man. So let's get into it. We're going to talk about some of these so-called toxic traits that people got going on and ways to spot them, avoid them, get rid of them. And let's do that. So when you were young and your mama told you that misery loves company, it's one of the few sayings that's actually true because no matter how good of a rapport or a relationship that you have with somebody personally, if they're miserable, if they're constantly negative, if they're vengeful, hateful, any of these type of personality traits, there's going to come a point where they put it on you, whether or not you're usually their target. It's going to bleed into your interaction. I'm a person that believes in energy. I believe that your energy is taken in from your surroundings and also from what you put out. So if you're a person that likes to remain mostly positive, look at things on the bright side, work towards a goal, you know, internalize your problems to the point where you go to try to solve them instead of blaming people. You're not going to benefit in a relationship, whether it's friendship, dating relationship, family, friend, confidant, muse, anything. You're not going to have anything to gain from a relationship with someone that's the opposite. And I know with history comes like a feeling of obligation. You may know that this person has been through some stuff and you may even get why they act some of the ways that they act, but you have to come to a conclusion where you realize that you can't fix them. It's not even your job to fix them because looking inwardly can fix a lot of people's problems. You know, a lot of people will say, you know, when someone's upset about something constantly or they dwell on it, they'll tell them to get over it. And I don't think that's fair because some things you can't get over And everybody doesn't have the same bounce back as the next person. So you can't really tell someone to get over something. But what you can do is you tell them to get past it. There's a difference. When you're trying to get past something, it's acknowledging it. It's understanding that it affects you. But it's choosing not to let this thing continue to bring you down or to put you into these dark places. From the moment you meet someone, when you interact with them, you are training them how to deal with you. Case in point, if you meet a new friend, whatever circumstances of work, friend, that's, you know, most of the time when people meet new people. Let's say you have a work friend and you guys get a little cool around the office and then a couple weeks later, they're short for their lunch money and they want to borrow something. Now, I'm not saying that you should say no, because that's not, you know, what everyone's going to do. That's not even what I would do. Most times I would probably say yeah. But when this becomes the go-to, when they're asking twice a week and they're acting like they forgot to pay you back, but they're still asking for help, you train them to come to you with their shit because they know that you're going to allow it. If there's a reason why they're going to continually ask you and not the other people in the office or the warehouse or wherever you work, 
is because they know that you're the easy target. You are already accepted that part of their personality. A lot of times when people are like that, they'll live recklessly off their own shit because they know you'll fix it for them. Meaning they might got ten dollars and they, they want to spend ten on lunch, but I don't know, they got five dollars to spend on something else. If they know you don't have the money to give to them or you're not gonna do it, they'll bypass what they wanted and they'll save that ten. But if they know you're there, I can get that five from them. Nine times out of ten, they're going to spend their money and then get yours. So you have to be conscious of the fact that when you deal with somebody from the jump, you are training them how to deal with you. And that goes back into hurt people hurting people, misery loving company. Whatever it is that has somebody upset, the majority of the time that you interact or the majority of the time they interact with anyone else, it's probably not something that you did. It's something in their background. It's something else that they're dealing with. They got a cut somewhere. Something cut them, cut their heart. But if you stand too close to it, they're going to bleed on you. Be very clear about that. If you go over there with a Band-Aid, you keep bringing that Band-Aid to try and mend their heart, they're going to bleed all over you. Blood is contaminated. Who knows? It's going to bleed into you. And the next thing you know, that upper demeanor that you have, that positivity that you have, it's going to drain. Depending on how constantly you interact with these people, they will literally steal your joy and happiness. And it's up to you to do a couple things. First thing you can do is you can let them know, man, look, I want to be there for you. But the constant negativity, we can't do that. It's not mutually beneficial. It's actually not beneficial for either one of us. And you have to find a way to say that that makes sense. Because a lot of times people don't acknowledge the shit they do and say, so they may not know where you're coming at with it. This is if you care enough about the relationship to try and salvage it. And another step you can take is to just be done. To just cut them off and let them bleed on somebody else so that you can preserve your own sanity. I I think we all understand the difference between sex and intimacy, right? So it's said that, I think it's actually like a scientific fact that women that have sex, they take in a percentage of DNA from every man they have sex with. That's, That's one thing. The other thing, intimacy could be of any sort of relationship that has nothing to do with sex. When you're close friends with somebody, you're intimate with them. Think of the discussions that that you have with your best friends. You know, your closest auntie, your your friendliest cousins. The stuff you tell them about their life and vice versa is a very intimate relationship. So from that premise, if if a woman stores a bit of DNA from every guy she has sex with, you're going to store a little bit of hurt, a little bit of negativity, from every negative person that you encounter. With that being said, you want to go and seek out positive relationships of all kinds. You deal with the negative ones. You don't have to encourage it to continue. Everyone has a person or two that when their name pops up on your phone, 
you take a deep breath before you respond or before you answer. Because this person is never hitting you up to see how you're doing, see if you need anything. They're always going to hit you up to bleed on you. You understand what I'm saying? They always going to hit you up to bleed on you. They don't care what's going on with you. They want to tell you what's going on with them. If you have this type of person in your life, you'll understand this perfectly. The energy drainers, you know all of their problems. You know everything about them. You probably even know the why to a lot of shit because they've been doing it to you for years. And they probably have no idea your issue. You know why? Because they don't care to ask. They don't give a fuck what you got going on. They just want to bleed on you. They they like the pity party. It's a pity party every time. This person's hating on me. This person stole something from me. This person, you understand what I'm saying? They don't care that you over there doing your thing and you got your own life stresses going on. They're not even coming to you for advice. They're coming to you to pass along some of that bullshit energy. And the longer you let them do it, the more comfortable they'll do it. I'm sorry, the more comfortable they'll become doing it. And the more you'll have to deal with it if you don't nip it in the bud. It doesn't matter the relationship if it's not positive. It doesn't matter if you've known this person 20 years. It don't matter if you're related to them. It don't matter if you have kids with them. If it's bad, leave that shit alone. Now, that was a lot to take on. So, what we're going to do is we're not going to dwell on that type shit. We're going to go in direct opposition. Because for as many people that's out there that want to throw themselves a pity party, they want to bleed on you with their negativity. They want to fuck up your aura, fuck up your day with their bullshit. Most of us are gifted, and I'll use the word gifted because it's an actual gift to have people like this. We're gifted some extremely positive people. The positive people, they're a little less noticeable because it's the same thing as... If you look in the comment sections on any post and if people are going in on somebody, someone did something, a celebrity did something, you're going to see, fuck you, this bitch did that, that nigga did this. And it'll slip through the cracks, but you'll see some, somebody, a couple people saying, you know, we all make mistakes, I ain't mad. They'll say some positive little quick stuff, but you won't care to read it because it's not salacious. These people that breathe positivity into you, the people that you may not talk to them as much because they're busy handling their business, but whenever you come in contact, you immediately smile at the thought of them. You smile. These are the people that you need to give your energy to. These are the people that are going to uplift you. They're the people that are going to talk good about you behind your back. Who knows? If you start a podcast, these are the people that's going to like, share, and subscribe your shit without you asking them. Why? Well, it's because they're comfortable with themselves. They've understood at some point in their life that they're responsible for themselves. That no one owes them anything. They understand that their life is a gift. A lot of times, these people are people that have been through something. They may have had a health scare, car accident. They may even like bounce back from drug addiction. Or just at some point had to 
look themselves in the mirror, figure it out, and decide that they was going to walk a righteous path. And I don't have anything to do with religion or spirituality, just being a good person. These are the people that you can have mutually beneficial relationships with, friendships with, marriages with, interactions with. When you can encounter somebody like this and you you talk to them or text them and then you finish, you immediately have positive thoughts. Man, that's my nigga. You know what I'm saying? I fuck with him. You would think that to yourself, that's my girl. She really, you know what I'm saying? And then you're going to feel the same way about them they feel about you because you're going to talk good behind their back. You ain't going to allow anything to slander them because you know that's a solid person. We need to start going out our way to acknowledge them and not the other side of it. It's kind of like the train of thought where people say, I'm going to make it and prove you wrong. And then you have another group of people that say, I'm going to make it and prove them right because they're feeding their energy to the people that wish them well, that pour into them, that got positivity for them. What you do it for? I remember, you know, Cat Williams, I've probably said this before. He had a whole skit where he was saying that haters is a good thing. If you only got haters, you ain't doing nothing right. Try to, try to get some more haters by the end of the year. Well, you are going to get some haters by doing good. You are going to get some haters by leveling up. But they don't have nothing to do with it. It's the people that's not haters. It's the people that fuck with you that you should be thinking about in these moments. Why in the world would I want to share my moment of prosperity, my moment of positivity with the people that don't wish it for me? You understand how much power that gives somebody that's on bullshit? I got a couple friends that we might not be in contact that often, but anytime we get in contact, we kind of encounter each other the same way. It'll be random out the blue because we're all busy, you feel me? And I'll just get hit up out the blue. I hit them up out the blue. And it's like, man, I see you doing your thing. Or I see you doing your thing. Man, you deserve everything you got. I'm happy for you. Those those kind of interactions, those kind of back and forth with people, they mean so much more than somebody that wants to bleed over top of you. So be conscious to, to start feeding into that shit and not the bullshit. So these conference championship games, they starting to heat up. And they're kind of going the way that I've seen it. I said in the previous episode, I think that Golden State has too much firepower for Dallas. And all they really done was defend home court to this point. But they lost game two. Dallas had them beat. And then the firepower showed up. And they stormed back. And that type of shit is what's going to break a team down. That's the type of shit that is going to let a team know that we're better than you can't beat us on your best day. So I feel like Golden State is already in Dallas's head. I know Dallas getting ready to go back home. They play a lot better there, like every team. And San Francisco slash, you know, it used to be Oakland, but San Francisco is a real good home court advantage for Warriors. They crowd be lit. Shout out to E40. I need to be right there in the front, dressed like Captain Crunch. Yeah. 
But out east, you got Miami up 2 1 on Boston. They just beat Boston in Boston. I didn't really see that coming. Miami's the higher seed, but I feel like Boston's the better team. And Boston charged back. You know, they got it close in the second half, but Miami finished them off. So they really just regained home court. And I, I kind of thought Boston was taking them too in Boston. Because they, they was clicking on all cylinders. Jason Tatum had a bad game. Uh, Marcus Smart got he got shook up a little bit. He missed game one. Him at Horford. But I still see things going the same way. I see Boston coming out the East. After them going down 2-1, I think it might go 7. And game 7 would be in Miami, but I feel like Boston got more options on offense. So I'll go with Boston at 7, out East. And I'm going to take the Warriors at 5. I think they're going to knock Dallas off. I think Dallas will get either game 3 or game 4 and Golden State will get whatever's left. So we'll be looking at Golden State against Boston in the championship. And I'll pick that a little later. So I hate to keep dwelling on it, but this dude just gives me so much to talk about and think about. But I'm back over to WAC 100, the head going on Clubhouse, man. He's at it again. WAC 100 is just doing this shit, making his rounds, fucking with people. I seen he was arguing with some guy the other day. And the dude said something about his son, so Wack offered him a hundred K to shoot the fade with him. And that's extra out because a hundred you gonna pay someone a hundred thousand to beat him up. Hey, if you get the Wack one hundred, bro, twenty five thousand, man, I beat you up, my nigga. Twenty five thousand Wack. <laughs> nah, you know, Wack he out there doing his stuff as usual, man. He he's back with Jay Prince. He said only people in Texas are afraid of Jay Prince. He's just running them up. He's going, continuing on with the Big U shit. He says Big U he been new Big U was working with the police and all that, but them niggas was tight friends for years and you know it's like when you break up, you break up with a girl and then all of a sudden you're a broke ass, bum ass nigga and all this or you know what I'm saying, that type of shit or you know you break up with her and then she a dirt bomb, drunk hoe. That's just, you know, it's the hater shit that people do when they separate. But I really, I'm interested to see what's going to happen with guys like Wack 100 and that Charleston White uh, character from Texas. He's a different story, but it, it's just so much that goes into the bullshit with these guys. They're entertaining. They understand people can't look away from the car wreck, so they constantly take the emergency brake off take their hands off the wheel, floor it into oncoming traffic and crash the car. The niggas is selling. They're both older dudes too. Like They sell pandemonium. It's, it's like organized confusion. And it's entertaining as fuck, man. It really is. Once again, this nigga whack is in on everything. I think that Wack actually started hip hop. He started Pyru in Pacoima. I think he landed on the moon at some point. He's got the video for all that shit. You don't ever try and ask Wack for a receipt because he got receipts. Just a, just a real interesting dude, man. I don't know how he gets next to all these people. If my little shit ever blows up, 
Black 100 calls me. Hey, blood. Got a spot for you on the WAC 100 network. I'm like, nah, man. <laughs> Hell no, nah, WAC. I ain't fucking with you, my nigga. Crazy as fuck, man. But none of the people around him, nothing that really happens to him and shit. Like, game got sued. That nigga ain't paid nobody. They say he funneling his brand through WAC. Blueface, he always in some shit. He kicking bitches out and beating them up. Kicking his mom and his sister out and nothing happened. Like just got the golden touch, and that golden touch might have some stars on it. You know what I'm saying? So other news. Last thing I'm gonna say for this episode, man. On a personal note, um, I was just lucky enough to become a father for the third time. My baby girl was born the other day. Labor went smooth. Delivery. She here now. She came in. You know what I'm saying? Like a lion. She's a Taurus, and I'm just looking forward to being one of the biggest parts of her life, watching her grow up, man. It'd be great. So, Zayda, this on record, I love you, my daddy loves you. And by the time you hear this, man, we're going to be in a mansion. Trust me. We out here, man. Peace. Thanks again for tapping in, taking your time to listen. Whether you agree, disagree, I appreciate if you engage. Go ahead and Subscribe, like, comment, whatever you feel the need to do, and be on the lookout for some more. We out.